How do I start this thing? Have you plugged the bloody USB in? Yeah, it's in. Nah, man, that's the wrong port. Oh, wait, it's flashing now. Is it re- Oh, wait, it's recording. Well, let's start this thing, fool. Hello, everyone. I'm Amelia. Hi, I'm Sam. Welcome to Ask the Duo podcast, a podcast where we get deep into those late night, unfiltered conversations. We'll be discussing all things lifestyle, relationship, mindset, and more. All right, let's get to it. Hello. Uh, today's looking a bit gloomy. It looks pretty shit outside. Man, it's been raining, I swear, like, in the sunshine <coughs> state, or what they claim as a sunshine state, I swear it's been raining 95% of the year, and maybe 5% of sunshine that comes out for, like, five minutes. Yeah, I think this global warming thing is kind of ruining Queensland. <sighs> yeah, hopefully it stops, because we're actually going to a wedding today, so I'm wishing for the couple today that at least they get a little bit of sunshine. Yeah, but I mean, it is sort of sunny now, but it's raining at the same time. Sun shower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a sun shower, but it's... Yeah, but on yeah. the topic of celebrating love, uh, well, I wanted to talk about, you know, like we know how we met. How did we meet? It was such a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, it's many, many years ago. Yeah. But I actually really enjoy, or I say I like to tell the story of how we met because it's not your typical story of, you know, you met at a party or you met on the streets or something and then you guys caught up and had a few dates and then that kind of thing happened. Our story was a bit different. That's why I kind of like our story and how we became together. <laughs> yeah, because I don't, I don't think the intention was anything more than just meeting you. Yeah. Well, well that was the introduction anyway. Yeah, I think that's actually <clears throat> a beauty. Like, I'm a very big believer on, like, if you just – things will come to you when it's the right time for you, and if you're specifically going out there to look for something, it makes it a lot harder because – you're trying so hard, but if you naturally work on yourself and, you know, let the world do its thing, it will come to you at the right time. Yeah, well, that that is true and right, right? So if, but yeah. if it is the right time, then things will happen. But yeah, so did you want to explain how we met? Or maybe I'll tell my side of the story and then you tell your side of the story because it, like, how you perceived it may be, may be different to how I... How my story went on my Yeah, you, I mean, you can, you can go first. I mean, uh, yeah. So, I was actually moving schools. I was in high school, moving from grade 10 to year 11. I changed schools. And back then, the social media was Bebo and was it MSN? Yeah, MSN. Yeah, MSN. Good old MSN. Those were the <coughs> days. Yeah. And... Uh, my cousin was actually gonna goes to this school that I was going um I was moving to and yeah, I was just on Bebo. Some random guy reached out to me and was like, Hey, you're moving to to this school and I started chatting and then, you know, me being me, I'm always friendly, always open to chat, so I was just like, you know, seeing who this guy is. And he seemed pretty cool, really chill. By the way, this guy was not Sam, was not you. <laughs> mm. And 
I think we maybe chat for about a week or something. I can't remember. Like, this is literally so long ago, like 16 years ago. And he was like, hey, I'm going to Garden City on whatever day. I think it was school holidays. Like, school's just finished for the year. And he's like, hey, I'm going to Garden City and with a few friends. Or I don't know if he said a few friends. Or I'm bringing a friend. And then, like, this was actually the very first time I've actually met someone on the internet and I'm always a person that's always down to do something so I didn't really think of like obviously I had like a few barriers being like this may be dangerous because I don't know this person but at the same time talking to him for a week I was like oh he seems really friendly so I was like okay like we're at Garden City anyway like it's a big shopping center let's you know give it a go meet this new person because I'm down to meet new friends anyway so after that, long story short, went to Garden City, met this guy, and he brought you over. And I was like, you know, hanging out, but I can't remember what we did. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't even, I don't even remember how he managed to convince me to go, because at that time I was in just started uni, first year of uni, so I was trying to get my bearings around going to uni, catching buses to go to uni. Um, so it was sort of a new adventure for me at that time. But, um, yeah, this guy basically said, hey, come come to Gun City with me, just hang out, and I'm going to bring this friend who I want you to meet. And I was like... So random. I mean, right? I, I, I didn't think much of it because, you know, coming out of high school... You've really just set yourself around... You're in that exploration phase where you're just, like, cool to just... Yeah, but for me it was different because I wanted to dabble outside of my usual friends at school. Mm. So my school was predominantly white, like, Westerners. Yeah. So all my friends are Aussies, white blokes. Yeah. Not many Asians or if if or at all any Asians at school. Mm. So I sort of... Wanted to give it a try to hang around more Asians. Actually, I think that was the same for me. I moved from a school that had a lot of Western white people. And, like, like they're really great people, but I think it was just really hard for me to understand the conversations of what they talk about. I just really don't understand the slang. And I've always struggled with that ever since I was young and I come down to that because I was very sheltered in a very Asian upbringing because my parents did not let me watch you know Aussie TV like people would talk about Simpsons and I'm like I don't know anything about Simpsons they'll talk about friends I'm like I don't know what that is because I was forced or made to watch a thing called TVB which is Essentially, a Hong Hong Kong TV that you have to buy like a VPN or whatever and network, yeah, satellite dish and network it. So all I was exposed to was anything that was Asian, and whenever like so, I was not exposed to that conversational social side of things, which um made me a bit. I don't know what you say, like inexperienced in that world and i feel like that was what i was lacking so i kind of wish i was exposed to that a bit more yeah so you definitely you definitely didn't experience the 90s era yeah um for aussie tv yeah man there were so many good things back then i watched cheese cheese tv that's probably the only thing that we watched but we were only allowed maybe like 
15 minutes of it because we had to rush to school and that's about it yeah. and i think i mainly watched it is because my brother he was very into it and he really loved watching that so he turned it on and i'm like okay let's like watch it and it was like pokemon mm. and that's probably the only thing that's pretty much what i watched cheese, cheese tv for yeah. was digimon pokemon uh, Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, I love Yu-Gi-Oh. That sort of stuff, yeah. But yeah, like, it was also weird because every... I've watched Yu-Gi-Oh before I saw it on Cheese TV, so it was out on, you know, the Asian network TV before it was in Australia, and I watched it in Cantonese, so when I heard it in English, I was like, this is weird. weird yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that was... But similar to you, when I was moving to this new school, there was a lot more Asian culture there. I didn't know that, but I think from what I heard from my cousin, there's a bit more Asians. And I was the same thing. I was trying to meet more people in that culture. And this friend that reached out to me was also Asian. So I was like, oh, yeah, I'm keen to, you know, try and hang out and see, you know, if I can make new friends. Yeah, so my theory was, well, the way I thought at that time was, because I always exposed myself around Westerners. Not that it was a bad thing or an, it wasn't like a positive or a negative thing. It's just I wanted to That branch. was just what your life was like. Yeah, because, you know, my upbringing was more about, you know, don't just be cautious about who you're hanging around with, especially with the Westerners, because they their mindset is different in terms of just upbringing and how they view things on certain things. Mm. So I was always being told to just be cautious. Mm. Um and to sort of surround myself more around the Asian culture and, and the people. You just wanted to explore <clears throat> your, like... Yeah, so Asian I was like, well, I, I just wanted to explore what it was like to hang around more, like, the Asian sort of community. Yeah. So, you know, when this guy, my mate, was like, hey, come out, hang out with this new person, this chick or dude. Did he, he didn't, tell he you He didn't even tell me it was a girl. He just said, oh, I've got an old friend. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, okay, whatever, let's just give it a crack, let's whatever. So went to Gun City with, with him and they uh, met you. And Do you remember what <clears> we <throat> did on that first day we met? I can't remember. Yeah, I honestly I don't remember. We just roamed, like, like we <clears throat> technically did nothing for like I think we, we hung out at Gun City, but we ate. And I think the, the Gun City used to have an arcade called Replay, so I think we went into Replay and sort of hung out a little bit there. Mm. And then we just, uh, yeah. And then from then we just hung we out maybe yeah. every week or every second week or something. It became a more common occurrence. And then on top of that, usually at the end of the year, I would go to Hong Kong for the three months break, and I would just chill there. But I think this year I didn't go, so we hung out, got the opportunity to hang out a bit more. And then school started, and it was, I don't know, was it you that kind of was like, hey, I'm going to be at Garden City in the morning, and then you just reached out to me, and I just hung out with you then as Yeah, because well. the, the reason why is because I had to, in order for me to get to uni, I had to catch three buses from That's the hectic. location that I, <laughs> I lived at. So I had to get up pretty early, where by the time we get to Garden City, we're that bus, uh, you know, depot is. Yeah. It, it was, was like really around, early. it was around when I had to go to school as well. Yeah. So that's why I was like, oh, we're going to wait for a, like a minute. Mm. So I was like, oh, who else can I hang out with? So I, I didn't know anyone else that would enter your school. So mm. I thought you I, did know a few people. Well, I did, but not, they're not going to be there that early. 
Well, how'd you know I was going to be there that early? Because oh, no, no. this was before school hours. I was like yeah, this is way an hour school. early or something. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I think. Or was it like a just... part of the conversation where you told me, yeah, you normally get to Garden City by this time or whatever it is. Do I? I don't remember. Well, anyway, <laughs> that's how we basically met up before you went yeah, to school. Yeah, so we hung forward. out before as well. And then this is kind of off topic, it's so random, but every year I had a new phone. Like, I don't know why, but I always bought a new phone. My dad bought me a new phone, and back then it was all about the Sonny Ericsons and the Walkmans and stuff. Mm. And I randomly gave you my... Well, it was still new, but now my old phone because I had a new phone and I just gave you my phone. <laughs> no, because I asked you because I, I never had a Sony Ericsson. I never used one. Yes. Yeah, well, you're like, oh, I've never had one. I'm like, yeah, here you go. No. So <laughs> how it came by was I I had a Samsung slide phone. So, you know, back in the day, slides were the big thing. Yeah. Um, and flip phones. So. Yeah. The Motorola's. <laughs> yeah, Motorola's. Hello, you had like. Panasonic's back in the day. Panasonic's were really good phones. The flip phones. Yeah. Um, Remember the sideways ones with the keyboard, the full keyboards. Isn't that a Nokia one? Was it? No, I think it was something else. Because I know Nokia came with a sideways phone. Which the one was where you pretty... can flip the whole entire screen up, but it's like horizontal, and then you've got <clears> the keys, and then you close the lid, and it's like just a phone with the screen. Yeah, I think it was always on like those girl girly movies, like the chick flicks. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes, back in the day, those phones were epic. Like, yeah. Did I love that designs. Sony Ericsson? Yeah, the Sony Ericsson's, I've never... Because I used to hear that... So, Sony Ericsson's were a, obviously a Walkman-designed phone. Yeah, but, they were all for the music. Yeah, but they they had really good um, sound. Yeah. Like a loudspeaker. Yeah. So, I was like, oh, shit. I've always wanted to just try one. And yeah, back then you, you did sea walking and all that stuff that plays music as well. Yeah, so I knew that you used that phone. So I was like, oh, do you have a spare one that I can try? And then you're like, yeah, here. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I just gave you my phone. Like, I was so generous and I don't know what I was thinking. Like, you know, I don't know. That phone would have been easily a few hundred dollars, even though it was used for like a year. But I was like... Yeah, my phone. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what the fuck is this woman doing? She's smoking crack and or some like, shit. And I, like, knew you for maybe, like, a month. <laughs> yeah, just handed it over a bloody phone. I was like, okay. Hey, but we still have this phone till this day, But so. it's funny because I never gave you that phone back. Yeah, you kept it. I kept, kept it. it for ages, and I never dumped it. Like, I yeah. still have it. I kept it. Till to this day, we still have it. Like, yeah. I just said, oh, well, And it's still in great condition. It's in really good condition because I just... It wasn't my phone, so I didn't want to just fucking dump it. But <laughs> but what was your reaction like, apart from, like, what the hell, like, when I gave you the phone? Well, that's what I said before. I'm like, what the fuck is this woman doing? <laughs> just smoking crack And you're shit? like, hey, can I have it? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, it was really random, but um, that's how that how the phone situation came about. Yeah. But, um. And then you tried to teach me some seawalking, that little V, whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, back then, yeah, I was into seawalking, which was kind of embarrassing, but, yeah. It was everyone's phase. It was the phase back in 2006 when everyone wanted to do it and everyone did it. 
basically after me and a high school mate did it. Yeah, and then, like, <clears> I was with a few other guy friends from my school, and they would go into Toys R Us. I don't think it's there anymore. Toys R Us at Gun City. And they would record in the aisles and record them doing seawalk and all that. That was the shit back in the day. Wow. <laughs> when you look back, it's fucking lame. Hey? Yeah, if, if anyone <laughs> wants to know, just Google, I mean, YouTube seawalk and just see what comes up. Like, that was the era that we lived in. So, yeah, like, I would say our connection grew pretty easily, like, naturally, and we could just chat to each other. I think the biggest thing was our commute the group the community that we knew the people mutual friends and stuff like that we it was all joint in some way but um i mean there was a period where we sort of just didn't talk yeah so after but that was because you you didn't so this guy going from hey let's hang out before school and then maybe i think he probably came and saw me before school a good few weeks and then after that, you just randomly disappeared, didn't even tell me anything, <laughs> and, like, didn't say, hey, I'm not going to Garden City anymore, whatever, like, just stopped texting me, didn't message me, I'm like, okay, <laughs> see ya. <laughs> yeah, that, it was because I, I got my driver's license, so I stopped. Yeah, and you're like, don't need this girl anymore. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that was also because I was transitioning from a different uni. Yeah. So... For, I guess, I went to Logan Griffith, mm. which is when that the period of me catching a bus. Yeah. And then I realized that it's too far and it's not viable. Yeah. So as soon as I could fuck off, I fucked the, yeah. I got the fuck out of there. And fucked me off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I ended up going to Nathan Griffith, and that's when I met a whole bunch of people. Yeah. Um. So I was really into cars back then. Still am. Or, no, I sort of. Still Dude, am. If you ever <laughs> went to Sunnybank and saw a group of 40 to 60 people, you, <laughs> this oh, guy, yeah. is yeah. one of them that was in there that took up the whole entire food court. <laughs> oh, yeah, so that's another story. But, um, yeah, so that's, that's basically what happened was, you know, life changed for me at that point because obviously started driving so i could mm. commute easier and everywhere i wanted to go yeah but then i changed university so yeah i didn't have to go to garden city all the time yeah um but yeah there was like <laughs> a solid period where we probably didn't even talk no so i think it would be like around a good six years that we calculated on how we didn't really see each other much or talk but in between there were like small times like small little interactions where either you would reach out on Facebook and be like, hey, how are things? Or I would see you at Market Square and you'd be like, hey, like, how are you? That kind of thing. And we would always catch up. And <clears throat> it didn't feel awkward and it didn't feel like... It wasn't forced and it wasn't weird even if we didn't see each other for, like, yeah. a, a long time. Yeah, it was like we, we can just talk normally. And, like, if you think about it, we actually only really hung out for maybe two months prior to you know, at catching up again if we saw each other. So we only really knew each other for a short period of time, but, like, the way that we chat to each other was as if we were really good friends already. Yeah. So those are those little mini encounters, and then fast forward six years. Well, I mean, before we sort of fast forward, I mean, we used to see each other. All right, rewind. We used to obviously see each other, like, at Marcus Square, as you said, Mm. But, like, sometimes we'd, I'd go clubbing with my friends and I'd oh, bump yeah, into you. Yeah. <clears throat> I remember so, that. Yeah, like, 
back in the day, Club Candy, which is that was the shit. Epic. I, I love the Club Candy, yeah. and then you have to go to all the char times and all the shops in Market Square to get the cards, to get the discount cards, to get the free cards, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the free entries, the holographic looking cards. That was um, so cool. But yeah, we we used to collect those every month. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then we hand them out like deals. <laughs> yeah, we used to hand them out as well. But um, yeah, I think bumping into you then, I was like, holy crap, I, I didn't think you'd go clubbing. Dude, clubbing was my life. <laughs> I went every weekend. So a lot of my friends back in the day, I think they, as a growing up in their Asian upbringing, their parents are very strict on them going out. Um, late at night, weren't allowed to go out. So it was just really me and me hanging out with a whole bunch of guys and the guys, their parents weren't as strict. So they're always hanging out. So I was like, yeah, I'm keen to go clubbing. So I went out with them and it was always just me. And then there was one time, I think when I saw you, another of my girlfriend like was okay to go out as well. So we went out and that's when I saw you and we went in for free entry, which was like nine it's o'clock. It's early, early yeah. So the tip is you, well, not for like younger kids, please don't do this. You go in at nine o'clock, get the free entry, get your stamp, walk back out, chill, and then come back in at 11. And as soon as you, as long as you have the stamp, you can go back in for free because you've already entered. So that was what we did. So that's when I saw you and then we caught up again, I guess. Yeah, I don't even remember what happened after that. I think it was kind of like, oh, yeah, cool. Didn't you leave so the clubs? Like, I only saw you at that early entry, and then you were gone. Yeah, I don't know. We we were sort of in and out all the time. We mm. Yeah, we had, we had a lot of friends that smoked. Mm. So we always went outside and, you know, kind of chilled and watched the drunkenness outside. People watching. Yeah, so it's... Fortitude Valley watching. Yeah, it's an interesting location, but... I don't even know when we next saw each other after that because that was. Like, I know. The only thing I really remember that was more a significant thing where I actually saw you and actually got to chat to you was maybe a year out before we actually, you know, actually, what I would call dating was when your friend randomly invited me to a midnight picnic barbecue thing. So he randomly organized a massive midnight barbecue. And oh, yeah. I went, and I actually didn't even know if you were going or not. I just went because he invited, and I brought another friend there, and you rocked up, and that was when we, I think from then on, that's when we actually started catching up properly, rather than like a, hey, how are you, how are things, what are you doing now, that kind of thing. Yeah. Like, it was a proper, like, catch up. We actually go hang out, maybe go eat at Garden City or something. Yeah, because... So my friend, so it's a group organizing thing. It's like an event that we normally do every week or maybe every fortnight. Mm. So we used to do like a, a midnight barbecue catch up because yeah. we have so many friends who are into cars or even not into cars. We just call them out and just come out and chill. Yeah. And we would just organize like food and shit like that. And people just bring like 10 bucks or something like that. Mm. Um, so we used to do that quite often, which was really fun. Yeah. And that forced everyone to sort of come out of their comfort zone and sort of socialize. I think that was really good. That's we why, should probably do more of those again. Yeah, that's why we liked <coughs> doing that because it just got the community together. Yeah. Um, and it was good because it wasn't just like Asians. It was like we invited everyone. Like we had like 
you know, Sri Lankan dudes. We had, like, white dudes. Yeah, it's cool. Everyone to sort of come and mingle. But there was more, like, I think it was good because you guys all had a common interest, which is mainly the cars and yeah. going for a drive. And it's, you know, it wasn't an official meetup or anything, but it's just to hang out. Yeah, it's just to come out, talk shit, eat some food, and mm. just chill with, with cars and stuff like that. Yeah. So we did that quite often. Um, but then, obviously, that one time that you went, that was a, a once-off thing. I think it's so long ago. <clears throat> yeah, but that that was remember. that was the opportunity to really come out and, and talk to you again. Yeah. And I think the reason why we got close, like closer after that, was because I was going through some shit, and during that time, like you know, chatting to you just felt really like you were always there to listen, and I wasn't there to you know tell people my problems because I'm not that kind of person. I always keep things inside. But something about how you listen to me just talking, it seemed like I felt like I can actually open up. So I kind of put a little bit of that trust in you and I opened up about, you know, the things that I was going through. And then you started sharing your things that you went through, all your experiences. And that's when we started getting closer and we were just talking about that stuff. Yeah. Um, I really liked, I think at that point in time, in that lifetime for me, I like talking to people about problems and stuff like that. Yeah, me too. Because I was really sociable compared to now, I think. Yeah. Because I used to go out all the time and meet new people and stuff like that. <clears throat> so. And I think at that time as well, because like I said, I don't open up. I'm at, on the outside. Like I am, this is who I am. Like people see me, the, the side of me where I'm very happy. Everything's positive. I'm very bubbly. I laugh at everything. Like people know me as someone who laughs at everything, which is truly who I am. But deep down they don't know the like a lot of shit that I've been through and that side of things and once I gave you a little snippet of that you were like oh shit you would have not thought that yeah a person like you had all this yeah 100% I think even for me when I'm like meeting you till I guess to that point Mm. you know my interpretation of you was more like you're always happy you're like extremely friendly you're just giving like you didn't give a shit like you're mm. keen to meet and stuff like that yeah so like that's what i guess i like that side of it yeah because i i, I can see that you can be fun to be with and stuff like that mm. but then obviously talking to you at that time realizing that there was a lot more that you've been through mm. um which i feel a lot of people don't know mm. which is kind of like a sad thing because a lot of people have the perception of someone you read someone by their you know, you judge someone by the, the their book, right? The image of their book. So everyone's perception is always like, oh, yeah, she's this and this. But then they don't realize that under the, you know, the cover of that, there's a lot more shit that goes behind it. Yeah. And I think Which that's I'm just, sure everyone does as well. Yeah. But, yeah. <clears throat> I'm sure there's, you look, there's heaps of people out there who are the same. That's why it's like from that point in my life, I realized that people all have problems. Mm. Um, and my perception of judging people changed at that point. Yeah. Because it, it taught me that there are so many people out there who are really nice mm. who you don't realize that there's things going on behind there, like yeah. door. And the important point from that is talking. I think mm. talking really helped me understand one, who you were, but also other people. Yeah. There's actually a Chinese phrase, like I won't say it in Chinese, but it's like, it's a, I think it's called a phrase or an idiom. 
Um, and it's saying everyone's house or everyone's family has a really hard book to read and, or like a really hard, yeah, something like that. And what that really means is everyone has their own little difficulties that they just, it's really hard for them to get through or like something that they're hiding, not hiding, but they just a face that you don't see. That's how I see it. And I find that really true. Like, and when you get really into deep conversations with people, that's when you start to find like their challenges and their struggles. And everyone is bound to have one. And that's what interests me because, you know, like it's an eye opener to yeah. know those kind of things. Yeah, and I think that's I think that's probably that point when it I guess for me at that time it gravitated me towards you. Yeah, because I'm more I'm like a helper. Mm. For some reason, I don't know. Mm. I want to. I want to know more, but also want to try and help mm. because you know, it's in it's insightful for me to try and do something. Yeah. So I think at that point, that's when we sort of start hanging out more um, and doing more things together. Yeah. Um, I think that's when you start hanging out with my group more often. I think. Yeah, I just hung out. Like I'm a person that's like. You know, I'm down to hang out, but, like, as long as I know one person there, I'm like, yeah, cool, I'm down to hang out with the rest of their group and meet new people. Like, I didn't, like, I would have, like, I feel like I do have a comfort zone in terms of that where I'm like, oh, it's a bit weird, but most of the time I just overlook that, like, weird thing. I'm like, screw it, let's just go, let's, you know, hang out, meet new people. I'm always, I was always (laughs) like that. I'm still a bit like that. But, like, yeah, that was the whole reason why I started hanging around your friends as well. And also, obviously, being interested and wanting to get to know you more gave me the more incentive to be like, yeah, I want to get to know these people as well. Yeah. And I think, um, I mean, when you started hanging out with us, did that change your perception on certain things in life or did that? It was definitely different, like, I did hang out with a lot of guys from, like, high school and their friends of friends, but hanging out with your group was also different because I haven't hung out with a group of, I would say you guys are very, like, man, like, guy, guy, like, very into cars and, like, doing all that kind of stuff, so that was very different, and I'm also into cars, but I back then I didn't have my car. I have a Sylvia S15, but, like, before I had that, I didn't have any other, like, interactions where it's, like, guys always talking about cars and stuff, so that was very interesting to me. Yeah, I think um, at that time, <clears throat> a lot of my friends just kept talking about cars. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, for newcomers, it's it can be overwhelming because... I thought it was cool. I mean, yeah, it depends on the on the person itself, but there are there were people who came into the group who were like, "Whoa, that's a little too much." Yeah, did you guys understand. were like talking yeah. about car parts in like the model numbers and stuff? I'm like, the hell is that? Like, I think when you guys were talking about wheels, like T thirty sevens, I'm like, what the hell? And then like, yeah, we were pretty gimp when it came like, to car stuff. Spec on like spec whatever. I'm like, um, <laughs> all right, but like it was still interesting. Like, I'm a person who. Like, if I don't know anything, and obviously these people are really knowledgeable in whatever they're talking about, I'm always interested. I'm like, okay, I want to know more. So that's what made me stick around because I'm like, I want to know, like, what these guys are into. Yeah, and I think at that point, that was when I was I was doing a mechanic trade. Mm. So that was me in the field yeah. 
modifying cars but doing cars as well. So yeah. that's why the conversations were purely just about cars. Yeah. Um, but obviously, as our as we progressed, I think yeah. that's when we started dating. Yeah. Start seeing each other. But the funny thing was, is we never went on a date. I wouldn't classify as ever going on a date. We didn't exclusively say, like, hey, let's hang out and go here or anything. Like, we would always just go to Garden City and grab lunch. Yeah, and I think the one thing, because I didn't know that you liked me. Like, I knew that you hung out with me or we hung out together. Mm. But it was that it was your 21st birthday that made me realize that you liked me because you got so drunk. No, but it was before that. I'm pretty sure we both knew that we were interested in each other because well, we saw each other for like what, five months. Or yeah, we were inter- yeah definitely interested, but I didn't know know that you actually officially said, "Yeah, I actually really do like you." Yeah, and the only and the only way that I really found out was through your birthday when you got so fucked up. Yeah, but you were interested as well. Right? Yeah, I was interested, but I didn't know you actually liked me. There's a difference between actually liking and being interested. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like. I didn't know if you're 50-50 or you're 30% or you're 40%. Like, I didn't know how much, how how invested you were. Dude, that 21st birthday was wild. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you came in with your friends and bought a whole bunch of alcohol, 151 Bacardi and like absent uh, and all that shit. Yeah, so to, before we jump into that, my friends, we, we used to drink pretty heavy. Yeah, I used to drink a um, lot. I don't do that anymore. We, we drank like 151 a lot. Mm. So we obviously going to this birthday. We were like, okay, let's test how good your friends oh, yeah. are. It was drinking. a joint birthday because three, me and two other friends, we have similar birthdays, and it was our twenty first. So we decided to um, join our birthdays and do it at a, this friend's house, and it became like a massive. It was like house a house party. party. <laughs> it was pretty fucking hectic. Like I've funniest. never seen. It was probably the funniest and the most intense party i have ever been to yeah and it was i felt so sorry for your friend's house because yeah, that house semi got trashed <laughs> yeah. not trashed but like it was just fucking dirty yeah, like, and our friend's speaker broke because we pumped music way too loud and yeah. then friends started bringing other friends i think they were i i was drunk so i didn't know they must have been like hey there's a party here come hang out and then all these people just started rocking out and we're like who the hell are you do i know you are like are you this person's friend's friend like we don't know and yeah it's pretty hectic like all these people come kept coming in and i was like what the hell is going on but okay whatever <laughs> but yeah anyway so Obviously, on your birthday, people are always going to be like, it's your birthday, you need a drink. So that's what happened to me. But because that day, we were so busy setting up, making like decorations and setting up the whole entire house, I didn't eat at all. And we made food, like there was food. Um, but by the time I got downstairs, it was finished already. So we <laughs> definitely miscalculated how much food we needed. And so, yeah, I didn't eat a thing. And then everyone, like, including you and your friends, were like, oh, you got to fucking drink. Take a shot. And I was like, yeah, okay, like, taking shots. Because back then I drank, like, crazy. Like, I would go for the strongest, hardest shots and just keep downing them. And I would say I took alcohol pretty well. So I just kept doing that. But on an empty stu- stomach is definitely yeah, not not, good. not a good idea. Don't do that, kids. Um, yeah, and that's when I got smashed, and then apparently the whole entire night I was only calling for you and only you. 
while throwing up and my dress was a mess and my hair was a mess and vomits and whatever all over Yeah, me. so from my point, it was like, you know, we brought all these drinks because obviously we were older than most of your friends. Yeah. So we were just like, oh, let's see how hard these guys party because we know how <laughs> hard we party. Let's see how fucked up they get. And as soon as we came, within the hour, everyone was just dead. I want to say an hour, maybe like two hours. It was like an hour and a half. It was pretty quick. <laughs> And it was hilarious because we were all drinking with you guys. And then one guy slipped on his own vomit yeah, so and someone, fell in it. Yeah, so someone spewed in the kitchen. We were there because we were all taking shots and we are forcing everyone to drink. Yeah, you know like the anime, how they do a little twirl and like jump and when they slip? slip yeah. yeah, it was like... Yeah, pretty much like that. And it was the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life. But uh, yeah, throughout the night, I was pretty much like outside, inside the house, just mm. chilling, talking shit. And, like, your friend would bring you out or even your friend would just come out and be like, hey, um, Amelia's asking for you. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, and you were outside, weren't you? Yeah, I was outside. I was like, what the fuck? And they're like, yeah, she's asking for you, man. I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) And I I seriously couldn't count how many people came out to me and said, hey, she's asking for you. Hey, this is supposed to ask, where are you? I guess I made it official. (laughs) Yeah, so, like, I... And not just that, but a lot of them were like, hey, what's happening with you guys? Yeah. And that's when I, it really hit me. I was like, oh, shit, she actually really does like me. Yeah. So I was like, okay. And even when I went to see you, you would always just come over and just hold, like, hold and hug me. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> we've gone from just hanging out, like, oh, no. we're interested to, like. No, but even before <laughs> that, we are actually seeing each other. Yeah, but we're, at, yeah, we we're seeing each other, but it was never, like, it, we never had that conversation in that regard of, hey, Yeah, let's but make I think it. it's because you were, like, too scared to ask and I was probably too scared to ask and maybe the alcohol was, like, brought it out and me, I'm like, whatever, <laughs> screw it, no shame, just do whatever you need to do. Yeah, so, I mean, I pretty much, like, met all your friends and, you know, all your friends who were talking to me the whole night, so I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess it is what it is then. <laughs> so, no, but the thing was, <clears throat> did you feel the same? Well, yeah, well, I, obviously, yeah, because it was, it was a mutual thing, but obviously knowing that you sort of, Going I guess, exposed like- it. It made it easier for me to go, okay, cool, and she, this person actually But does. were you even going to ask me out before that? Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it definitely was. Man, I cut the crap. I was like, screw <laughs> You're too keen, done. mate. You're just like, fuck Get it this, done, bro. <laughs> Ain't yeah. no time to waste here. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, that's from that point that was when I guess we sort of formalised it. Um, Signed the papers, officially girlfriend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so that, that was how it sort of went official at that point. Yeah, so to, I guess, summarise it, how I felt at that point was, you know, I, I definitely was feeling like I really liked you at that point, but obviously that party sort of confirmed what I was feeling. That party? What are we, uh, like a business, well, <laughs> business I mean, deal? Yeah, I mean, I I think for me it was, I wasn't sure, I didn't want to make the, the move first without thinking, well... Well, I think it's if, always that point with whoever it is, when you're seeing someone, you're always scared to take that extra step because you don't know... Like, how they feel or if they're going <clears> to <throat> react the way that you want them to react. Yeah, even though, like, you guys were kind of seeing each other, essentially. But, yeah. But, like, you never know for sure, so. Yeah, so that's that's why it was sort of 
like I wasn't confident at that point because it was mm. just like, well, I didn't want to say, hey, let's, do you want to do blah, 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 And then you're like, nah, fuck off, you're ugly time. But was it because you were scared of being rejected or something? Well, of course, everyone's scared of being rejected. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just fucking being like, hey, let's do this. And then you're like, nah, fuck off, mate. I don't like you, you're ugly. Like, you're no like you did that- at Garden City and left me hanging <laughs> at school. <laughs> Never talked to me for six uh, years ever again. <laughs> hey, but it ended up working out though, but. Just to, I guess where I was trying to go at was I was definitely feeling the same mm. at that time, but obviously when you were drunk, that sort of unraveled your <laughs> side of the story, which obviously I didn't know. It was uncharted territory for me. Mm. So that sort of verified and confirmed me to sort of go, okay, the, let's push it further. Yeah. So that's that, at that point, that's when, you know, we basically went official, right? So Yeah. Um, like you said, signing the papers, <clears throat> making official sort of dating. No, pa- no real papers. No real papers. <laughs> virtual um, feelings yeah. instead of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that, that, that was how I was definitely feeling at that point. Well, yeah, definitely breaks a traditional way of asking anyone out, but that was yep. how we did it. <laughs> yep. Through a lot of 151s, Bacardi's, Drunk Nights, Vomit and Spit. That's disgusting. That's yuck. All right. Well, we'll come back soon and we'll continue on with this conversation. We'll talk about, you know, was finding an Asian partner always something on your mind or if that was something your parents kind of put into your mind and we'll discuss about that. Thank you so much. If you have reached to the end, we really appreciate you for tuning in. And if you'd like what you hear, please share it with your friends or family, and subscribe to our podcast on whatever platform you are listening to. Make sure you share any topics you'd like us to cover or questions you might have to our Instagram. Slide it into our DMs. Bigger, bigger. You can also stay in the loop of all the behind the scenes and the release of our new episodes there too. Our Instagram is Ask the Duo Podcast. That's A S K T H E. D-U-O-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Man, feels like I'm in a spelling bee competition right now. (laughs) All right, that's it for now, and we'll see you back here for our next episode. Bye. See ya.